All right. Again. Let's do it again. Bring it back. Whoa. Except this time, friends, we're going to do Sleeping on Sunday a little different. We've invited a new guest to the table. Hey. In our friend, Pastor Charity Goodwin. Woo! Say hello to the folks, Charity. What up? What up? Hey, everybody. It's great to be here. Looking alongside, forward to the conversation. Oh, yeah. Alongside Charity, we have Maddie Denton. Hello, friends. And me, Dave Merrill, and we are your host today for Sleeping on Sunday, the, the podcast where we talk about the notion that people are either sleeping on Sunday, no longer coming to church, which <laughs> is a reality for us in church world. We know that's true. Or uh, the bigger the bigger issue at hand, I think, is, is that people are sleeping on the idea of Sunday, the mm. idea of church and uh, whatnot. And that goes perfectly with what I think we want to talk about today, right? Yeah. The notion that... Um, I think we were addressed with what address the notion that church or following Jesus is boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we all, it's funny because if you're listening out there and you've never heard us before, all three of us work at the same church. We work in a church and at the same time, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we all un- fully understand <laughs> the comment <laughs> that church is boring and we get why people would say that. And so I'm curious if the three of us, one, if you want to, just say anything about that comment. And then two, like, have you ever experienced it? Yeah. Is there any notion that you're like, oh yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think about even conversations I have with like friends of mine or something where it's a combination of church, both being boring and also like the relevancy Mm. of church, because there are like kind of these like rituals and these routines that we get into when we come together. And if you're not like ready to engage that or if you feel like you're not getting anything out of it it can feel like you're just kind of sitting through this hour-long ted talk as some people have referred to it and then you leave and it's like well what do you do with that so um ted talks are great yeah <laughs> That's maybe a we should shift a model I love, a, I love a ted talk um but yeah so i definitely i've heard it and i've been in spaces too where i'm like this is dragging you know so i've yeah i yeah. think it's true yeah absolutely um I sometimes feel like when I show up, just sort of like do something for me. Like <laughs> I'm here, yeah, make it shine, right? Whatever it is. Um, so definitely I've been in seasons where I'm doing good just to get there. Right. Um, and, 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 and am expecting someone to do something to move me. And so those have been spaces where I felt, you know, those seasons have been kind of like dry and, so I get it. And if someone feels that way all the time, then that's what they're, they could be coming feeling that way or as thinking yeah that's the way it should be like move me yeah and if that's the case then yeah it would be boring if that's what you're doing because what are the odds something's gonna happen or not right if that's the posture we take coming into a thing so yeah Yeah. and isn't it crazy that the notion of what we do on an hour on a sunday morning (laughs) is intricately tied to how people experience the divine creator that lives with what we believe lives within each of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like at one, it feels like a lot of pressure for people who work in the church. <laughs> right, to be like, exactly. Hey, you better represent well for that one day a week that they might come to at once every five weeks or, um, or, or we have to get better at uh, in that one hour coaching people and teaching people, which I hope we can do today on the show about ways and experiences you can have outside of that. And the other, you said the 168 hours uh, of the week, how can we experience that and see that and have eyes to see so that it doesn't, doesn't get that way. Mm -hmm, Cause I can get, I totally, I'm with you too. I can get how the same routine, I could go to any church 
There's, hey, you welcome me. Maybe if you're a good church, you welcome me. You sang a song. You, you mm-hmm. preached a word. You maybe had communion. You asked me to give some money, and then you peaced out and told me some things are going. Like that is the rhythm, right? And so when that becomes the rhythm of what we expect of the divine, or what we, you know, mm. when when the divine becomes predictable, we start having problems, right? right? So mm. I also think what's interesting about that too um, is that in that even understanding of church right that it happens it's a once a week thing you come for an hour you're out in an hour um everything gets crammed into that hour and then that's like the next last time we see you until you maybe come again next week like it's a very attractional understanding of church Mm -hmm. which makes it feel at least to me like this idea of like i exclusively do this once a week and when it happens it happens and when it's done it's done it like takes away my ability to be in a headspace to even have a divine encounter sometimes because it feels like this experience i'm going to have that someone else is going to lead for me Mm. versus like an actual opportunity to show up and encounter god and to know that i can maybe have an experience there or i might have it when i leave sometime in the week and that there's like value in both um are you saying, let me ask a question. Are you yeah. saying that from the perspective of like, that's how uh, the, the people who put on the show, Church Sunday, uh-huh. are, are uh, creating it? Are you saying like, that's the, when people walk in with that mentality. When you walk in with that oh, mentality, okay. yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That it's, it's like, both, yeah, yeah, it's probably both, but yeah. But sometimes it is a both and yeah. where like in certain spaces that I know I've been in before, like the main drive is to get you to once Sunday once a month, like that butt yeah. in seat model. In <laughs> which case, like all of the, I don't know, like the pizzazz, like it's like that is incorporated into what feels like a very genuine worship experience doesn't exist because you're just kind of replicating this model so that people will show up for one day a week. Um, It doesn't feel like a space where spiritual development has room to grow. And so it makes it hard to imagine. So then the opposite of attractional would be formational, missional. What what word would you use? Um, experiential mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know like yeah. yeah something in that space like experiential formational mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. something where there is like like you said development that happens like mm-hmm. you feel like you at least in that time have one little something that you can walk away with mm-hmm. yeah i've also yeah i've often thought about the role of of a preacher is the idea of i, I call them like I, in my head like i'm like it's they're the great reminder the, the reminder of something magnificent or they're the introducer. They introduce something to someone who's never heard it before or they're reminding us of for the purpose of using it later, not to come like you were saying, come this, how we've segmented it off as like, oh, I'm going to have my spiritual time now on Sunday. Boom. I'm going to get it in and then I'm going to get it out and not think about it again until next Sunday. That, yeah, that would be boring. Um, <laughs> but our ability to empower people throughout the week uh, to to have like a, an adventure, right? Like not, not a boring, <laughs> but to have an adventure in their life and be like in every moment, be like, oh my goodness, it's so much bigger and better than I thought it was. Um, I do have a follow-up question that before we go diving too deep, I'm wondering like, is there, uh, respond to it like, is there an amount of permission that is needed to be given to people to, to say that it's boring? Like, mm. cause if you go to like any like Barna group stat or whatever it is, like, why do people not like church? Oh, it's boring. Okay. We get it. We know that it's boring, but it, is it unhealthy for people to be like, oh, just chalk it off as boring. Or is there some level of health that we need to address to, to, to say like, yeah, I mean, like, cool, address it. Tell mm. us like, he, let's hear it. What do you think? Healthy or unhealthy? I, I think permission given is always healthy personally. Yes, uh, yes. So I'm going to always um, err on the side of give permission. Um, to be able to say that there are some things that 
you know, happen in the course of a worship experience that, um, that do resonate. And then there are some things that I'm just, that's just not my jam. Um, I don't think it's set up for, you know, everything from A to Z to be all that we need and not even all that we need every single time. Right. Sometimes, um, like you talked about, I think there is this space that we, we might hold on to something because we can use it later. Right. It's not even for now. And so, yeah, I think there's just sort of instantaneous, right? This instant gratification, like, oh, that's what I needed right now in this season in my life that I can take it and use it. Well, yeah, that's going to happen sometimes. But most of the time, um, it's not an itch to be scratched. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's 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 a piece of uh, wisdom that you can use, you know, while navigating the waters, right? The adventure while going, um, you know, further into whatever the week the and one's life will look like. Um, so if we look at the, if we go big picture versus, you know, day to day, moment to moment in that respect, yeah. I think church has a lot to offer. Church in community mm-hmm. rooted in Christ has a lot to offer. Manny, wait, what do you think? Uh, no, I, you know, I, well, now, yeah. before you answer that real quick, I'm going to talk about, you, it instantly put an image in my head. Charity, I'm going to come back to mm-hmm. you in a second, but I'm curious what Maddie mm-hmm. says about healthy, unhealthy. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I think that um, also there is health to being able to say like, this feels boring, why? Mm-hmm. You know, and to like dig into why it feels that way. Because even like what you just said, Charity, offers a reframe mm-hmm. of our understanding of church that could be enough to be like, oh, maybe I'm just engaging this in a way that is like not, um, what I'm looking for right now. Like I'm coming to it with a different like headspace than I probably should to get something out of it. Okay. Um, and so I think like giving yourself permission to say like, this doesn't feel like it's resonating with me also gives you permission to explore why that is mm-hmm. and what might resonate. Yeah. And as much as we can dish out our expectation of the institution or like what we work for to change and to be relevant and to be, you know, something that jives with me each and every week, we have to own that piece for ourselves Mm -hmm. to say like, oh, there's some level of expectation of my participation as well that allows me to get out of this, this rut. Uh, Charity, when you were talking just a second ago, I've never thought about this before, but how you were talking about uh, Sunday and what it is, it made me think of like an album and how there's certain songs on an album that I'm like, <laughs> oh, like that, they are my Sunday where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I go there for inspiration. But when I, sometimes when I free myself to listen to the rest of it, mm-hmm. experience more of it, I'm like, oh, it's mm-hmm. so much richer. And so like, <laughs> I started thinking about like, we're making this al- album and we've been dependent on song one mm-hmm. for a long, long, long time, <laughs> but there's like 10 more tracks on there that we're not participating nice. in. I thought it'd be a helpful analogy. Um, do people still listen to albums? Uh, what are they called? Records? I guess our vintage, vintage now. People are coming, like bringing Spotify it back. Has, they still have I'm just messing. I'm just messing. <laughs> are they called albums? Am I outdated? I, I, no, I think they're called al- unless records. I don't know. The I mean, they sell those too. <laughs> records. I was just gonna uh, what Maddie was saying about the question. So. Um, this notion of just getting curious, right? I think sometimes we can write things off really quickly when we're, you know, our fancy isn't tickled or whatever. So like, what does it mean to ask the question, to get curious? Mm -hmm. Um, I have a mentor who talks about the quality of our life is based on the quality of the questions we ask. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, you know, really asking better questions of like, not just even a why is it boring or what is what do I need in this season right what what am I looking for what would help me to navigate this adventure or to have more fun in my faith like to ask a different question um also then opens us up to hear um hear through that filter when we when we show up if we show up right and so you're you're thinking differently about it then yeah Mm. 
I love that. That also, that whole like your quality of life based off the quality of question or whatever that you're mm. asking um, feels very Jesus-y. Mm. He loves a good question. <laughs> Go for it. Um, <laughs> and so I was just like, oh, of course. Of course it does. Something that we didn't say at the beginning that I probably think we probably should here in the middle, now hopefully people are still listening, is, is, <laughs> is the, is, is the, uh, is, is the we're not trying to say that Sunday, uh, I would never agree that Sunday doesn't have value, right? right. I, I don't ever want to write it off. Like people sleeping on Sunday, it's just a reality that you think is happening. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would say that, I think all three of us would say is that Sunday has a tremendous value. Uh, one, for certain people who are walking in the room, and two, like it depends on what season you're walking in and how often you've been there and how, what your community is like there and how easy it is to access all of that. So I think I, I don't want people to walk away saying that there's people who work at a church who are just dogging it. No, 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 no. I think we're just being open, and this is the whole idea of this, this podcast, is we're being open to critique. And uh, you figured out your mic over there? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the creak of the door is not us, like, opening old church doors. It's a, it's, oh, there we go. We had a runaway mic. That is now a book. I'm back. Um, so anyway, guys, I, I wanted to hear say we are just open to the concept that there's there's stuff, uh, there's opportunities beyond mm-hmm. Sunday that allow us uh, to engage with our faith and Christ and God more more often. So to hear that, which brings me to the next kind of thought that I'd love for us to talk about is, uh, you know, we, in seasons when we we ourselves find ourselves bored. How, how do we, or what do we do, or where do you turn in order to, like, find that excitement again? I think there's some, like, probably practices between the three of us that we could mm-hmm. offer up that would be maybe helpful. Yeah. I think you had some good ones when we talked about this. I know you just asked the question. I did just ask the question. question. Um, and I'm, I don't, <laughs> you're recalling, my, you're counting my memory right now, which is <laughs> awful. Uh, but no, here's what I'll say. For me, like, um, it took me a long time to accept the fact that I could experience the divine through the things that I uh, naturally became passionate about. So one was like, hey, when I am out having fun or playing games or doing anything recreational outside or in a kayak or something like that, it took me a long time to accept that I could experience the thing that I was experiencing internally was the thing that was uh, uh, um, divinity within me, right? Mm-hmm. It was the thing that like took me from a place that was... Uh, once like down and low to a place that was up and high. And I was like, my soul felt good. And I felt like love well up and within me. So uh, having permission was a huge uh, component for me. It's like, give yourself permission for the thing that you do, whether it's, you know, kayaking or knitting or reading or writing or making a podcast, I don't, whatever it is, give yourself permission to experience those, but have, um, surround yourself with community enough to be able to process those things and find the divine within it. Yeah? Mm. No? Yes? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's great. Um, another thing that I've thought about a lot since we like talked about this that I think you're forgetting you said, but that I loved that you said. Oh, awesome. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Look at me. <laughs> look at great you thoughts. I'm taking credit for everything Maddie says right here. Go ahead. Oh, my goodness. Um, but was this idea of both like giving yourself permission to try something new or to go back to something that used to work? Oh, um, yes. And like the combination of both of those has been helpful for me. So I know like in the past when I've felt um, like bored or um, like just out of alignment in my own faith even. And so then therefore Sunday morning felt boring. Um, Some of it was giving myself the chance to try something different, like to recognize that maybe this practice that I'm in isn't 
a rhythm that's serving me right now. And so let me try something else and see if it works. And sometimes it's also going back and being like, actually, I think I want to add this back in, or I want to explore this again and see if there's something different here. Um, Which makes me think of what you said earlier about even recognizing that there are pieces of what we do on Sunday morning that aren't for now, they're for later. And like being able to know as you're engaging in that, that sometimes you're tucking something away to come back to Mm -hmm. um, when you need it later. Yeah, yeah. Before, as you should say the thing you're saying right before we turned on the mics about your experience of looking back. Looking back, right. So um, I grew up in a black church. And so in the black church, we have some what we call like unwritten liturgy. They're just things that we know and we say. Um, And one of those is um, when I think, when I look back over my life and all that I've been through, my soul shouts hallelujah. Um, And so there's something about this look back to like, what God has done. Um, sometimes we're all like, what's the next best thing, right? But yeah. there is an assurance and a confidence and a grace and a way you move through the world when you can look back and say like, wow, like I have been upheld. I've made it through that thing with with God's grace, with God's help, uh, with community. Um, and then when I look back at those things, like today is good. Because yeah. at some point you may not even know you were going to make it to today, yeah. right? Because <laughs> of what you was going through before. And so um, I think it, for us not to get so... Uh, so future focused, right? In the sense that we're just waiting for the next best, you know, high, whatever that feels like mm-hmm. spiritually, right? But to be rooted um, in what has already been and confident in that and assured and move uh, as such. Um, I love what you were sharing, Dave, about you know, whatever our like sort of passion is. And I was like, yeah, kayaking and all these fun things you mentioned. I'm like, how about like washing the dishes? Like I'm a single mama, like washing dishes and washing clothes. Like that's what I find myself doing um, when I'd rather be out doing some fun things. But even in those moments, right, really being present and being grateful, right? Like I have two boys, I get to fold up their clothes. I wasn't always sure I would have a kid. Like there are things that, you know, re- that can help us to recalibrate if we can even be present in those moments in very real way, in yeah. very tangible ways. And I think that's a level of spiritual maturity that you probably have, and I just don't. It was, but but <laughs> no, no. But what I'm saying here is, though, is like our ability to find it even in the mundane yes. is something that as you uh, advance, or advance, I don't even like that word, uh, as you, prog- you know, make progress in your faith or if you stick with it a long time, you're able to have eyes to see it in even the mm. most of... Mm-hmm. you know, common places mm-hmm. like folding laundry yeah. or like you know, a moment to just sit and be, or, you know, mm-hmm. without the chaos of children running yeah. around. Yeah. Know. Boring gets redefined, right? Yes. Like what's boring when you're in the beginning of the journey or wherever, like seasons, like it's just different. It'll change. Yeah. And I go ahead and Maddie. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say it. Even that makes me think of even like my experience here in worship. Um, because like e- there are even things that we do within the gathering that like, when I first came, I was like, absolutely not. This is not for me. And now I'm like, eh. <laughs> I am warmed up to it a little bit more. I don't know <laughs> that it's my favorite thing in the world, but it is like less strange or mm-hmm. weird or whatever, because I like gave myself the chance to, you know, give it a shot and yeah. see what happens. And I think like even just being able to be like, yeah, no, that's not for me, but I at least tried it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is great. Um, and it's helpful too, as you're like going through doing the stuff, what feels mundane through your day to day to have that thing to circle back to where it pops in your head or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just, Things are more life-giving when you're 
uh, you, when you are better at doing them. When mm-hmm. I first taught my son to play catch, we couldn't play catch because he couldn't catch the ball and he mm-hmm. couldn't throw the ball. And I was like, this is not fun. <laughs> but, as you, but, if you, but if you stick with it, like now, like we're in this rhythm. We're like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you can do this thing now. Mm-hmm. And so also like uh, having your experience be something like, I, it's just not for me. Like you're saying, like if you do something long enough, like you find yourself able to do it or you find your rhythm in it or mm-hmm. a certain right. way to you know, throw or catch, mm-hmm. you know, that you're like, oh, I, I mean, I'm comfortable in my own skin or my own glove right, for the analogy. Um, I think that's great. Uh, Charity, you also said something a minute ago. What was I going to say? Uh, I've, I've lost it. I'll, oh. I'll find it again here in a minute. There is a point that we have on here that I just want to want to hear us talk about, because I just think it's interesting and we wrote it down, but we gave no context to it. So um, it's this idea that like God isn't boring but that we're boring, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, which I think is just kind of fun and like a little spicy. Like I think um, there have spicy. been, sp- <laughs> why is it spicy? spicy. Um, <laughs> being in church and feeling bored as a kid. And I remember being like, oh, this is the worst. And then associating that experience with God and assuming that everything mm. with God is boring because church feels boring to me. Um, versus like now looking at some of those practices and not finding them boring and also finding other things that give me life and just recognizing that like, as I evolve as a person, I really am the one who finds that thing boring. Like other people find a lot of value in it and that maybe it's not God that is disinteresting to me, but it's like this practice that I might've created that isn't designed to be interesting to me. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, I'm more thinking about the concept of boredom in general. And my first thought was, that whenever I'm bored, it's because I had an expectation of something more, right? Mm. Like I, when I go in and I'm like, oh, this is boring. I thought, I thought it would be X or I thought it would be, you know, invigorating. And so it would be a great question to ask yourself or, you know, like what, what do you expect from one Sunday morning? If that's what your only connection to God is like, what do you expect from it? And I would, you know, if, if I would encourage you as someone who leads in a church to speak that, I would, I mean, mm. I think it's a great space to be like, Hey, it's boring because here's what I expect. I want to whatever, mm. if it's like fine community and all I'm doing is sitting here, listen to a guy on Sunday, like, Oh, mm-hmm. well then perhaps one, you can be directed to something you don't even know exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's like why we have core groups and such, you know, in our church. But, uh, so one was like, what I say, surround yourself. You might be able to help. Oh, and yeah. And then help it to change. Like mm. you can find other options or you could be a voice that's kind of like a prophet of sorts who calls out chains for a new generation of like, Hey, this is what a, you know, entire generation's looking for. So how can, how can both sides work? What are the expectations on you and the organization to, to change? Mm. It's a great question. I needed a praise break app right there. Just like, you know, what a pro- <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I just love that, you know, to to make room to create space for people one to advocate and be prophetic and then to be able to move into that. I mean, it makes me excited about like what you're doing, Maddie, with third place and mm-hmm. things like that, right? That there is room. Um I think it's fair to say there is room st- for church to be different, which is why we are, you know, pushing the edges in that respect, and I think um for people to know that one they can do that and that at a, at a minimum, this is a place where you can uh, maybe push a little bit, which is great, uh, and be prophetic. God isn't boring, but God isn't boring. We're boring. I think I think neither. I think um, uh, I think that we experience boredom. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, like I, for me, I think when I 
if I find myself in a place of of boredom, one, I've probably made this all about me. And so, like, my coming here is about what I get versus versus it being also about what other people can perhaps receive through me, that my presence matters in ways. And not just because I'm a person that would be on stage, but, like, I found it interesting, like, you know, just smiling at a person and making another person Sunday. Like, when we show up and show up for show up not just for ourselves but for each other, um, it matters. Um, I used to always say um, when I would stand up to preach, like, you know, you matter in this space. Like, you're, you know, if you tilt your head to, to the side or you furrow your brow or you smile, like, that matters to the experience that everyone is having in that moment. Yeah. And so um, that that this isn't again then all about us and so yeah there's just something I think about being in community whether it is in the church community or when we find ourselves in a season of eh, um, to be in community even more because it's in that then we get to see like how the multifaceted face right of God and Jesus in other people and how phenomenal they are or how wow God can show up like that in a person's life I had no idea right mm-hmm. and so there's just something um, so I think people are amazing I think God is is phenomenal because right it's the, the, the divine in all of us and so when we intentionally put ourselves in community and maybe even new community to hear new stories of how God shows up. Psh, like yeah. that's yeah. money. <laughs> we had, I mean, we, we were in a different meeting earlier today where we kind of talked about this notion that like, I mean, I think you're hundred percent right in saying that you will come, you can come and experience uh, one enhance someone else's experience, but also be enhanced by other people's experience. Mm-hmm. I am never, it never fails to cross my mind that we are not that unique. Like as individuals, you can have unique experiences, but the, but the journey that we're mm. all on is the same. Like someone's mm. either having, you know, they're in a, a time of uh, depletion or they're in time of excess or they're in time of just like, you know, carrying on. And mm. so like <laughs> the human experience that's happening is probably happening at some level for every single person who's in that room. And your ability to, one, empathize with those people who are going through those experiences mm-hmm. just reminds you that, like, oh, this divine this divine that we are celebrating in this moment is at work when mm-hmm. you see it. Whether it's in your life or not, like, mm-hmm. you see that divine, and it should be a reminder that, like, oh, it's real. Mm-hmm. And then that it, it can empower you to, like, one, look for it in new ways. It can be, you know, mm-hmm. it could be a wake-up call, this mm-hmm. boredom that we experience of, like, Ooh. oh, my goodness, it's still real. So come to be reminded that it's still real, and now this go search for it like and then and surround yourself with people who can help you search for it don't ever try to do that alone um i think that's probably an aspect of church that we don't highlight enough is like you know this idea like it's not meant to be done alone it's meant to be done in community so that we can point it out for each other when we can't find mm-hmm. it and i think that's the season of drought that we all experience mm-hmm. we're like i can't do it for myself i need someone else to like <laughs> hold my hand and take me to it right mm. So. Oh my gosh, I feel like my brain is sprinting with like 10 thoughts dragging behind <laughs> me trying to keep up with the conversation. It's so good. Um, the thing that I'm thinking about is what feels like a blend of both of y'all's comments. So A, like you said, this idea that part of, I think, the church experience when we're like engaging church well is the like exchanging of story with other people um, and like in participating in the story that is unfolding with all of us. So it's like being able to share our story with others as we move forward in this story together. And that like all of the pieces of church are just a, a means of, of us engaging that story. Right. So like, rather than looking at it as um, this thing that individually has to give me something every single week that we can find ways to approach it from different perspectives. Um, but also is making me think about talking about giving yourself permission, like also recognizing 
um, that when we come together, like as community, that all of those pieces aren't just like entirely about me. Like it's not mm-hmm. just me walking in and having this, it's like all of us together. And so if there are pieces of what we're doing that feels like it's not connecting with the group at large, like listening to that voice in your head and then communicating that with someone to do something about Markings, it. Like yeah. some of the coolest, um, like ministry that I've seen friends do or have even got to like observe is all happened from people who said like, I just was really interested about this thing and I got connected to people here and I just wanted to like follow that trail. And then God does something really incredible mm-hmm. because they were bored or uncomfortable mm-hmm. or like didn't feel totally aligned with what was going on. And so they leaned into that enough to see something else happen. Um, and so also maybe recognizing that sometimes like part of God working in the midst of church is you feeling bored. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so true. That yeah. is so true. I, it, rem- it reminds me of a story. It's pretty famous around the gathering it's from the past. Uh, but it was like a group of young adults who were meeting. This is pre you uh, as the young adult pastor, the group of young adults that came to the senior pastor. It sounds like I'm making this up. This is true. They came to the senior <laughs> pastor like, hey, like, we're wanting to go deeper. You need to take it deeper. Like, in core group and in sermon, like, we want you to take it deeper. And his response was, are, are any of you serving? And he, they were like, no, we're not. He's like, well, start there. And so like, it was in that service, in their participation of giving back and not the expectation mm-hmm. of receiving, it was a different practice of, mm-hmm. hey, get involved. <laughs> give, uh, give of yourself sacrificially on, the, on behalf of others and see if you don't go deeper in that aspect. And all of them, mm-hmm. to this day, they're like, yeah, you know what? He was 100% right. I didn't engage. It was, I was only engaging in one practice of worship, but I wasn't practicing you know, this idea of service. And so there's these ways, even within the walls of most churches out there, like for you to participate of like, if you serve, yeah. And this is not a pitch to like, come serve in church. This is more of a pitch to like, hey, if you're really in a rut, I genuinely believe, and I think we get head nods around the table, that when you give of yourself and it just happens, Mm -hmm. you go on mission trips and you think, I'm going to go change the world. And what happens is every mission trip comes back and they say, I thought I was going to serve them, but you know what happens? They served me. Like I was filled up in a way that was never been done before. So, um, I, yeah, that's just an encouragement to lean into those different, uh, those different opportunities within the walls of a, of a institution. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. What else we got going on? Well, I, in the same space around sort of serving others, um, I wanted to just speak a little bit to the place of mentoring or discipling another person over time. Mm -hmm. Um, So whether it is you being the person who mentors a person or you seeking out someone to say like, I'm bored. <laughs> I don't get all this. Yeah, this isn't doing the thing. Mentorship as you're thinking about it. Yeah. Just as like, what does that mean? Yeah. I didn't just someone to accompany on you on the journey. Someone you can ask those big questions of not with the anticipation that they're going to have the answers, but that they'll wrestle with you in, in figuring out what that means for you. And then how you might start walking it out, whatever yeah. the it is. I think that's helpful because um, it's an intimidating word. It yes. sounds like an ancient word. It's like, mm. oh, mentor? Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean a mentor? Like, are you going to tell me what to do? Yeah. And so now... Yeah, I, I mean, we could even say it. things like a spiritual companion or whatever, right? Just someone who can intentionally be on the journey with you and where you have a, a level of comfort to sort of share where you are and where you aren't. Um, but, like, what are your hopes and um, where God is at, at work in your life that you can actually, um, you know, share that with some folks. So some people do that, you know, as a community. Um, but I really think that there's, you know, a little bit of old school in me that I think there's a space for this one-on-one like relationships to be formed with folks. Um, and that, yeah, that they can be meaningful and deep and, um, 
transformative. I, I do that. So I don't do that as often in my spiritual life, but like to naturally understand it, I, I do that a lot in my work. I, and I count it as people who have been there before mm-hmm. people who are like a, a step ahead of me on the journey yep. where I'm like, yep. I who people who I look up to mm-hmm. and I'm like, Hey, I need what you've got. Like whatever you're teaching me about leadership, like feed mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. I, I need that. And mm-hmm. like, well, the difference is like in a mentoring relationship uh, is like you're, I'm a, <laughs> I would be able to give back and like explain my experience, but these people are so far along that they know mm-hmm. what young striving leaders who are like, they're struggling with and like, Hey, we were there. Let me offer you up some wisdom. Let me offer you some, some guidance or some questions to ask of yourself. I think that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find that. Oh my gosh. If you went into a church and said, <laughs> like, hey, I'm just looking for somebody to like help me process some questions. I would hope my hope would be yeah. that whatever spiritual space you walk into, they're like, oh, my gosh, mm. let me help you by giving you someone who's got a little more wisdom or a step farther mm-hmm. along. That's a good word. Love it. Yeah. Oh, OK. So church, where did we start with this? This was the idea, the notion that uh, it's boring. Is boring. Uh-huh. So I think kind of as we wrap some of our thoughts up. And we've touched on this a little bit, but maybe we just touch on it a bit for people who are looking for like the quick takeaway. Um, Tangible ways to break the boredom. Like when you feel that sense of restlessness, what are things that you can do to potentially get out of that? I feel like we should just do like a rapid fire. Like Uh just start saying things. I would say, uh, try something you've never tried before. That'd be my first thing. And say like, look for the divine in something new. Mm. That would be... an, uh, an offering that I give. Yeah, I think even even at its like most basic, outside of just like signing up to serve on Sunday, oh gosh, even yeah. just like sitting in the other side of the room, <laughs> it's bananas. You meet a different person on right. Sunday, or you like it is one thing to just push you out of your mm-hmm. rhythm that sometimes is helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, from if this is summary, I would say remember, mm-hmm. remember. Uh, I would also I would also encourage people to, to quickly separate church from God, meaning mm-hmm. <laughs> church is an, one avenue in which you can experience God. And so the quicker that you can make that separation, it allows the divine to be uh, really exciting and church to be boring at the same time. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Uh, I think that's great. It's not all about you is the other one. Mm-hmm. It's not all about you. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. How you participate enhances other people's experiences. Is that what you're you're hearing? Um, Sure. That works. (laughs) It's not what you meant. No, just that it's not all about what you receive, but your presence can also be a gift to other people. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep talking. So the other thing is, like, it's it's okay. It is okay. Embrace. I would also embrace boredom. Like, that that is something I would tell people every time. Like, it's okay. Learn from it. Learn from it. Ask yourself the next question of why. Why is it boring? And then see what it is in your life. If there's anything in life that allows you to feel more alive in that space. And I would say claim it. I mean, claim it in the name of Christ. I know that sounds super spiritual and like churchy, but like I would really say like you can find Christ at work anywhere in the world if if you can experience it that way. So don't just depend on uh, your experience on Sunday, but go claim it somewhere else. You may just uh, cross paths with other people who need to learn uh, uh, the life-giving nature of the thing that they're doing and why you know, why they experience it that way. Mm. So I just want to say this as we as we're wrapping up, you know, as a pastor and as a person who's been you know in church a long time from having family who are pastors and all the things. Like I think there's room here also for uh, the church, and so I'll say that in the sense of like me semi-representing the church. Mm-hmm. Um, to say 
sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, so needed. I'm laughing because it's so you know, long overdue. Like, yeah. dang, our bad. You know, I say our bad, I'll hold it for everyone. Although, you know, I never wanted to be the person to, you know, do the, like, just the institutional boring thing, um, which we don't, I don't feel like we do. Um, but I have been a part of that, like, in some ways as uh, in leadership and then in other ways having it on the other side where I was receiving it, right? So I think, you know, for someone to hear that, there's some places that are just going to check some boxes and just do the thing. And then there are other churches and places that are actively, hopefully, right, engaging to to be mindful that this has been irrelevant. This has been straight up boring. And and a lot of things are boring when we don't understand it. And so some people have just done church and not explained what it, what the quote things mean and how it is rooted and connected to who Jesus is and why you should care. So sorry, like people, we just haven't done a good job. And so I just, I hope you hear that. Um, and yeah, receive it and hopefully eventually forgive us. Yeah, mm -hmm. That's a good word. A, a church's ability to help people connect Jesus to what they experience. If you're not experiencing that in your community of faith or wherever you are, either challenge them or I would say like, look for a community where that is true, because I think that is the true nature of the church, our ability to help lift each other up and find Jesus or find Christ in the day to day. I, I think that is a huge marker of a great church, at least in my mind. Mm -hmm. so, final thoughts, Maddie. I'm just listening to you too. Tom. Stop. Stop. It. You <laughs> it's so good. So you're dropping bars left and right. It's fantastic. Um, so if people, Let's talk about where people can find yes. this. Amazing. Uh, or, or continue the conversation with us or whatever it is we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So if you um, have loved this conversation, if this is something that you're like, I could listen to them talk some more, um, or if you think of someone that you would share this with, um, follow along, like this episode, drop some comments, let us know what you think, um, share it with a friend. That's one of the ways that we're able to just continue reaching out and engaging new people in community. Um, on Spotify, yeah. No, yeah. No. Oh yeah, on all your streaming platforms. Um, right. And you can also find more information about us on Instagram if you go to gathering under score now you'll get more information on sleeping on sunday and other aspects of the gathering yeah which we should say the three of us we love our church <laughs> we're not going to make like a big pitch no, no. for it just saying it's a really vibrant cool community that embraces a lot more and a lot a lot more people and a lot more ideas than a lot of churches embrace mm -hmm. and it allows us to experience christ in, in big big and compelling ways mm -hmm. makes god bigger yep mm. all right y'all thank you so much for listening we love you guys Crank that music, Maddie. <laughs> Sorry, friend. We'll see you guys again <laughs> next month where we continue the conversation here on Sleeping on Sunday. Peace. <laughs>